Guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity, and up your you. I'm your host, Isaiah, and today we are going to continue the conversation around um, relationships, but in a different way. Today, I want to talk about the um, the fine line between being taken advantage of and being, um, I guess, altruistic, right? And how that can exist in a ton of communities. One, your personal relationships to the healing community. Um, and I guess if you're on a healing journey or if you are um, offering a service, you know, how those things can, the lines can be crossed or like blurred, right? So today I want to bestow (laughs) some things that I've been aware of for myself personally on this healing journey and as a mental health advocate that's providing like, you know, self-awareness tips, self-love, et cetera, how it can, um, it could be a weird dance if you like boundaries. So we're going to talk about that and uh, yeah, get a pen and paper. Okay. And also if you are driving, just wear your seatbelt and Listen along. I'm sure there are going to be things in here that probably hit um, hit you in your chest or like in your gut. And um, that's information. So, yes, stay tuned. what's going on? How was your week last week? (laughs) How has January been for you? Um, It's been a, it's always a transitional kind of month for me. I think naturally it is, right? Because we have these expectations of what to do, what to be, and how we are delivering on that. But also too, we kind of have time in this chokehold in terms of like, This should be done now. (laughs) This was supposed to be done a long time ago. This was supposed to be accomplished a long time ago. So what the hell is going on? And it's like this weird, foggy, um, I don't know, transitional period. That's that's the best way I could put it. So I've been learning a ton, you know, just sitting back thinking, you know, doing this. I've been learning a lot. And, you know, last week we talked about... um, you know, relationships, right? How to understand your relationships a little bit more, safety, et cetera. And last week I was, I was really thinking on, um, the healing community and people in general, right? Just, just my relationships in general. I was taking a full, uh, 360 look at a lot of things. And I was thinking about what I do as in terms of, you know, work and everything as a trainer, as a a mental health coach, as a podcaster, um, as a content creator in general. And there were so many things that came up. And then there was this component of, you know, talking empathy and how that can be a very dangerous, um, dangerous, dangerous, dangerous pool. And being a helper, healer, etc., how all of these things require a lot of you. Sometimes, in a very unhealthy way. So you have to know, you have to have boundaries. So I was thinking about this because this question kind of comes up sometimes where it's like, how do I not be taken advantage of? And the simple answer is to stop thinking that you're worthless. End of the episode. Take flight. (laughs) No, but a, a big component to prevent yourself from being taken advantage of is to stop 
thinking that you are worth less. You're worth less. And the only way you can matter is if you are giving more. Okay. And I thought about this in my own profession. How do I put it? So with what I do, right, it's it's very much um, coaching. Some people call it therapy, and I love that, right? It's like people come here, they get the information that they need, or they take what they need, and they keep it moving. And I love that. You know, this podcast was started because it was an opportunity for me to just talk about my experiences and share those experiences and um, just be real about it. Right. Just be real about it and and find ways to help other people. And that's where we are and that's where we stay. And I've realized as, you know, I'll use the the this uh, analogy or metaphor. I always get the two confused. So forgive me about, you know, how moths are attracted to light. And I use this concept and I rely on this concept a lot in my life because I've experienced being the go-to person for a lot of people I couldn't go to and how that had emotionally drained the hell out of me without me even knowing. It just felt like it was my duty or it was my obligation to take whatever was being given and no complaints, right? So when you think about um, let's say you see a, a light, you know, a, a, a lamp or whatever, a porch light, or even in your house, you see the moths fluttering around this light. They're just flying around this light. They're hanging around this light and they keep trying to get the light. You know, they're feeding off of the light. As long as the light stays on, the moths will be there. <laughs> and what you realize is the light doesn't get anything from the moths. It's just there providing something and the moths are taking what they need and then they go about their business. The interesting thing is that as long as the light stays on, the moths will be there taking what they need from it. And I understand that as a person too sometimes when you are a giver, a helper, etc., you often find yourself in relationships where you are being taken advantage of. And not even like close relationships, just relationships with people in general. You run the risk of being taken advantage of, um, whether it's intentional or not. I have had to become very, very mindful of boundaries because obviously my goal is to help, right? It's like, yeah, I want to want to make sure that what I'm telling you guys, you guys can Utilize it applies it helps you out gives you some some sense of clarity etc. And you know being a coach now mental health coach it's like there are parameters and boundaries that exist to protect me as well as an helper. And what I've noticed is that sometimes you feel like you should be doing a thankless job just because that's quote unquote God's way. Right. And we're going to, I'm going to dip in and out of religion in terms of forgiveness and all that stuff. But you do this dance where it's, it becomes very confusing because you're relying on what somebody else deems of you to be your trajectory in terms of how you deal with other people. Right. Um, or how you were dealt with. <laughs> and again, the best way to not be taken advantage of is to stop seeing yourself as worth less. So I was thinking on it, I was thinking on it, and I was um, thinking about what I do, what I offer. I'm like, this is a very easy way for people to trauma dump, right? And again, it doesn't necessarily have to be intentional, but it's like, me offering a service, let's say somebody reaches out to me, they send me an email, and I respond to that email. Then they send me another email, I respond to that email. It becomes a rapport, right? I'm offering a service that they've bypassed, but they are still gaining the access to the resources that they need without compensation. But 
I am still, again, time is currency, energy is currency, care is currency. And also having this education, it's like, this is free work, okay? So over time, um, doing all of this has, has really allowed me to enforce boundaries a little bit better for the sake of me, right? And for the other person, it's boundaries are safety for both people. I can't stress that enough. And the reason why I say that is because even if you decide to keep your distance from someone, it keeps them from being on the receptive end of your resentment or the backlash of them doing certain things that you don't like that you may not have spoken up on. It keeps both people safe. Okay. So when they say boundaries are to keep both people safe, that's what they mean sometimes. It's like, if I have a boundary, it prevents a very distorted view of a relationship or um, distorted practices of a relationship just by keeping a clear distance and distinction between what is and what is not. So for me, I was I was, I was thinking about it because a lot of times I'll get like a, a barrage of, of emails and they're they're heavy. And there's nothing against the people either. They're just very heavy. And there's a lot of information there. More than that, that I'm willing to, I guess, unpack via email. And again, since I do this as prof- like professionally, that's my time. So I've had to learn to pick and choose where my time and energy goes. And it feels weird initially because I'm like, well, that seems kind of dickish. <laughs> but then I'm like, no, it's not. Because if I'm here telling you guys how to respect yourself and how to value yourself more, and then I'm not doing that on the receptive end, that's hypocrisy, right? That's not me being truth to what I talk about. And again, I noticed it a lot recently where it was like, yeah, it was, it was kind of mothy. Where it was like, there's this beacon and people were just kind of seeking what they needed from me and then they go about their business. And that doesn't always feel good, you know? That doesn't feel good in any any domain. Not just professionally, but also personally. You know, I've been, again, when we talk about being the fixer, you have to ask yourself, why? Why do you feel that you are the fixer, or you have this savior complex. What do you think that comes from? It's a codependency thing to a degree, guys, right? As long as I'm needed, I will matter. If I'm not needed, that means I don't matter. (laughs) And if I don't matter, that means that I have no identity in who I am. My identity is to help, you know? And if somebody doesn't need my help, then that means I'm worthless. Which is why I think sometimes... It's this weird dance that I've noticed in the spiritual community. Um, It's almost like a preying on people's vulnerability, right? As long as you see me as your beacon of hope, you'll keep coming back to me. And as long as you keep coming back to me, I have to find ways to feed on your vulnerability. It's kind of twisted when you think about it, but... You know, that's where hurt comes from. That's where trauma comes from. Um, Like I said, I'll speak to the spiritual community as a whole because it's not just, you know, Christianity or Judaism or anything like that. It's like, you know, spiritual practitioners, um, the mediums out there, the, you know, the clairvoyants, the people that are speaking to to loved ones, et cetera, um, the tarot readers. uh, it, It spans, you know, when it comes to human interaction, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat, okay? And when it comes to the spiritual community um, or the healing community, I'll use healing, um, there is this this dance in terms of how can I feed off of a person's vulnerability? And not everybody who is a healer is looking to heal you. Sometimes they are literally healing their own egos, Okay. Um, healing what they need from you uh, without really offering you much beyond this idea that they are taking care of you, okay? Um, and I like to be mindful of that too, as I, like I said, as as I exist in the world and as I exist in this community, 
I tell people all the time, my goal is for you to not rely on me for answers. You know, that's why sometimes when people ask me questions, even on even on my TikTok, I'll repeat the question to them or I'll say, hey, go back and watch this video or hey, think about it. Or I'll ask a question back because a lot of times you're asking me for permission to feel what you need to feel. And that is not my job to give you permission. Like it's it, 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 what you choose has nothing to do with me. Right. <laughs> what you choose in your relationship, what relationship you decide to have has nothing to do with me. So you asking me for permission is almost like you are having me decide for you um, in terms of a decision that you yourself don't want to make yourself. So if I give you this advice and it goes sour, who do you come back to? Isaiah. Well, Isaiah, you said this would work, or you said this will happen. Da, 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 da. Now here we are. I'm in a. I lost my relationship, or this was the consequence. So whenever I speak, and I do this, my mom she called me out the other day. I will not hold your hand. I'm not a person that's like, I want to hold your hand, and I want you to always rely on me to have the answers. Always come to me for the answers, for the right answers. No, I'm gonna speak from my experiences right? And you take what you need from that and you apply it. If you ask me a question that I could potentially answer, yeah, sure. But I'm very aware of how people ask questions in the subtext of what they are asking. Um, that's also been very good for me in terms of having boundaries because it prevents me from existing in this energy exchange that I want no part of. Like I do not want to be your band-aid, right? I want to give you tools that allow you to heal yourself, but I am not wanting to be responsible for your tourniquet, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, that's that's all to say of like, you know, being mindful of what, you know, even the healing community is. Sometimes your your vulnerability is is preyed upon and is fed on energy vampires, right? Not everybody who claims that they're a healer or they are a vessel or a beacon of hope or whatever is 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 that. You have to watch how people move sometimes. And I really do that in terms of who I subscribe to in, in, in the healing community, like who I, I pull information from, but also who I engage with that may be looking for some kind of solace. Right. Because it's a very delicate dance. Again, we're talking about energy and we're talking about emotions Onto that. You know, there have been times where people have reached out to me and they're like, hey, do you want to do this talk with me or whatever the case may be? And it literally is about them needing something to build their platform. It had nothing to do with me. They were just using the resources that I had because I was a little bit more skilled and educated than they were. And this was an opportunity for them to bring community to them. They had no desire to take care of me in that exchange. And then it started to feel a little bit off. From the jump, it felt off. And I was like, hmm, okay, I'm aware. Okay, I'm aware, and this isn't going to last too long because now that I'm aware of this, I also understand how it makes me feel when I show up to this. You have to pay attention to the relationships that you engage in and what they make you feel like. Because if you are going into something, right, and this comes into people pleasing, if you go into a situation knowing that you don't feel right about it, and the person does exactly what you felt, you can't necessarily be mad at that person anymore because they just did what they were going to do. You had choice and this is what you chose. Why? Because you wanted this person to like you or you want people to see you as this, this good person. A good person is not a good doormat. I want you to understand that there's a difference between being nice and being kind. You know, somebody doesn't necessarily value or respect a nice person, a kind person you may respect because kind people still have the capacity to say, hey, this shit is not mine and I'm not rocking with it. So I'm going to leave you here, kindly leave you here and we're going to keep it that way and I'm going to be kind to myself. OK, I think that's an important conversation to have around, you know, being taken advantage of, because sometimes we develop this resentment in our relationships, right, where it's like. We feel our, our, our life duty is to just give our all, you know, to people. And 
not expect anything in return. Let me tell you something right now in terms of that whole expectation talk and people like to bring God into this, this conversation too, of like, you know, God forgives or, you know, God says to love without expectations, etc. or Jesus does this. It's, I always say this, don't hold me to God's standards when it comes to how much I should tolerate and how much I, I should endure. And then when it comes to how you should treat me, you use me as a doormat. Keep that same energy. If you're going to hold me to God's standards in terms of my tolerance, you should also honor me the same way. But if you don't, then there's nothing you can speak on. That's a form of manipulation because what it says is this. I'm going to throw God a spiritual aspect into a very human experience. You're comparing me to something that's way above me. Never do I seek to be God. Never do I play God. So therefore, I don't want you holding me to that standard in terms of what shit I should tolerate. Or somebody said recently, you know, God, um, God forgives or doesn't keep a track record. If I understand correctly, when you go to heaven, there is a rap sheet of who you were throughout your life. There's a record of who you were throughout your life, right? And that's the judgment call. So what do you mean? There's no, there's no record kept of who you are in your offenses. And I feel like in that community, there's kind of this, this thing that happens. Um, where people get caught up in this idea of that they have to downplay and devalue or turn the other cheek when it comes to how they are being mistreated or mishandled for the sake of being liked by other people for the sake of not rocking the boat. You can never be at peace by trying to keep the peace at your expense. You will never be at peace. That builds resentment in you. That makes you unhealthy, first of all, right? Because you start to develop this distorted image of yourself, but also to your expectations in relationships, right? It really recreates this whole, I want to say, layer that you wear in life where you're just never sure of who you are outside of how somebody treats you. So I step away from that. That whole, you know, God forgives is like, look, I'm not, I'm not God. I'm human. I'm having a human experience with you and some shit that you did. I I don't have the capacity. I'm not built like God for a reason. I have limitations to how I am. I plan to deal with you. And if you honestly think that I'm going to keep enduring this shit, letting you do whatever to me, you got another thing coming because you wouldn't like me doing it to you. Let me explain something to you. A lot of people that are telling you how to live your life would not allow the same things to happen to them. They would not be okay with it. I promise you. If you're not checking up on me, you are not allowed to check me. That's how I move now. If your intentions and how you interact with me on a day-to-day basis If you are not making sure I'm good or you're not doing your best in our relationship to make sure that I'm good, taking care of me the way I'm willing to take care of you, you don't have a say in how I move through life either. And I think that's the issue kind of with social media. People feel so brazen um, to give their opinion about what you say or do without them having history in your relationships. Some of us had to work through a lot to be the people that we are. And sometimes when you see a kind person, you automatically think that they don't, or you don't even consider the fact that how the hell is this person so kind in the world that we live in? It takes a lot of work to not be changed or to not be molded or to not be influenced by how other people move just because they don't care to have accountability when it comes to them. Hold firm in your boundaries and don't let people tell you what you are worth, okay? That's been the beauty of doing all of this. And in a weird roundabout way, I feel like it's it's kind of a weird intentional thing of me recognizing what my worth is outside of what I do, but just literally how I work to be as a person. It is not up to somebody else to tell me what I deserve and how I deserve to be treated and how I deserve to be compensated for the work that I do. Right. If somebody has a problem with you holding firm to a boundary because you realize that this may not be a healthy exchange for you, they were benefiting from your lack of boundaries. And they're never going to tell you that. 
Somebody who's taken advantage of you is never going to tell you that you should have better boundaries. Why? Because now it limits their access to you. That means that there's a little bit more accountability that's going to exist in your relationship with them. And they don't like that. So even when it comes to relationships, you know, the way to point out, like, if you're being manipulated sometimes or being taken advantage of or gaslit, if somebody has all these demands of you, what they expect from you, how they deserve to be treated, whatever the case may be, and you're kind of hesitant to bring something up in this relationship in particular, you always feel a little bit hesitant to bring up something, an issue, because every time you bring something up or you say, hey, this bothered me, it becomes a fight. It becomes like an altercation or you're always making a big deal. You're too sensitive. You're ruining this day. Can we? Why do we always have to talk about this? Maybe you're expecting too much. That's now a way for you to kind of like shrink yourself and mute yourself, right? Because now you have a fear of expressing yourself. And what you start to do when you don't realize, you start gaslighting yourself by saying, hey, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Or, man, you know what? I'll just let it ride. I don't want to get into this with them because it's going to be a problem and I don't feel like fighting. I want to keep the peace. Who are you keeping the peace from? Sometimes we have to let people feel uncomfortable about the discomfort that they've made us feel. And I'm not saying shame them for it, but simply holding them accountable. I've understood and I am so grateful for some of these relationships. After a while, I understand that this does not work for me. And I walk away. I don't care how that makes you feel that I'm walking away from how you made me feel. I don't care about that. If there are people that are reaching out to me and they're looking for um, help, but they are overstepping, honoring me and my boundaries, they're just seeking what they're seeking, it is not my job to make them feel okay about that. And I'm cool with that. Why? Because my goal in life is to not be liked by everybody. My goal in life is to have a better sense of self, to value myself, to treat others the way I want to be treated, and hopefully help people see themselves a little bit better. That's my end goal. That is my end goal. You know, sometimes we're so eager for people to like us that we dislike ourselves, right? Have you ever realized that the only way people like you sometimes is if you don't like yourself? And by not liking yourself, I mean you don't value who you are. You don't stand up for yourself. You don't speak up or you don't have a, um, a consequence behind shitty behavior. Sometimes we want people to like us who we can't even trust. We can't even rely on people come and go based off of when they want to deal with you. And it's like, you want them to like you for what? Do you like how they're treating you? Probably not. So stand on that. Stand on that. Because at the end of the day, for me, I rather sit at a table and know who I'm eating with than just have people treat my place like a soup kitchen. And leave my place a mess. It's like somebody walking into your house saying, hey, I don't like how this is decorated. First of all, I don't even think I invited you here. You showed up. (laughs) You showed up. And then you're going to walk into my house and tell me how it should be decorated so you feel better about it? Are you kidding me? Sometimes we have to understand that when we exist in these relationships, what we're doing is we're telling the little kid in us, hey, I want you to dance for these people. I want you to perform. And you better keep a smile on your face because you're going to make us look bad otherwise. These people are not going to like us if you don't keep dancing. You're not allowed to cry. You're not allowed to feel anything. Keep smiling. Keep dancing. And we're going to dance. They may like us by the end of it. They may not. But make sure you're just dancing. Otherwise, you're going to make me look bad. That's what you're saying to your inner self. You are not here to perform for people who who are a no-show in your life. That's been like an honest, like tried and true hard work for me. I've gotten to this point where I'm just like, I work hard. I work very hard. And honestly, I work hard. I do the honest work. So therefore, when I look at how hard I work and I look at what I'm producing, I also look at the people that are around me that are helping me get this job done. And it's not many. So... 
what does somebody liking me do for me? Nothing. It does nothing. Now, if somebody values me, that's a little bit different because they're going to respect my time, right? They're going to honor how I feel. They're going to take care of me in some way, shape, or form. And on to that, when it comes to, you know, friends and family having a business that you yourself benefit from, there has never been a time where a friend of mine had a business or they were doing something that I thought because they were my friend, I would get a discount or I expected a discount from them. No, because you're my friend, I am going to treat you like a professional that you are because you're my friend, because I respect you, because you're my relative. I'm going to honor you the way you deserve to be honored. That's respect. There's this as backwards way that we go through life where because we're family or because we are kin to some degree, I now respect you less or I can, I can half-ass you. And it doesn't work like that. Like in my head, it doesn't work like that. If we have relationship and you're doing something to grow and I'm existing in that space where I benefit from your resource, I'm going to do my best to take care of you. Why? Because you are my friend. You are somebody that's important to me. This is a relationship that I'm choosing. I should do nothing but take care of you. How the hell does that make sense? I'm calling you my friend, but I don't even support you the way I'm supposed to be. But yet and still I'm going and I'm supporting strangers better than I support you. How does that make sense? That's taking advantage. And I'm going to be real with you. No one who is truly your friend or a family member that values you is going to half-ass you or shortchange you for their benefit. If I can't afford you, I'm not showing up to receive from you, period. That's how I move. If somebody offers a service, and I know that this is their business, if I cannot afford them, I'm not showing up. Or I will figure it out. If I'm seeking them out for their expertise, I'm going to figure out how to compensate them properly. Because what the hell? <laughs> right? And even when it comes to my friends, like I can, I can have healthy conversations with my friends where they're talking about their stuff. I'm talking about mine. We're friends. And we look out for each other. Because sometimes you end up in these one-sided situations where the person, because you're my friend, you're supposed to let me dump whatever I'm supposed, I can go, I could come and go as I please because we're friends. No, I'm your friend. You're not a friend to me. I'm your friend. I'm your pillar of strength. I'm your reliable resource. I never know when you're coming or going. That's not a friendship. That's a transaction. And somebody's in the negative. Even when sometimes when people are like, you know what? I like your energy. I love your energy. Okay. Now what? Just because somebody flatters you doesn't mean they are looking to take care of you. Somebody saying they like my energy is like, yeah, I appreciate that. This is why I protect it. Because I understand what my energy is. I work hard to keep my energy clean. And everybody that likes a flower may pick it doesn't mean they're going to water it. You walk past a garden of beautiful flowers, you're like, damn, I like this flower. First thing you do, I'm going to take one. Are you going to plant a seed? No, not necessarily. Are you going to water that? No, not necessarily. But I like this and I want to take it. Not everybody who likes your energy is willing to cultivate a safe space for your energy. We have to get out of this, again, this whirlwind of being liked by people because some people we can't even trust. And the people that you want to like you have already shown that they don't value you. So what the hell does them liking you mean? You think they're going to treat you better or that you get some reward? No, you don't. Because sometimes when people like you, that means, hey, I like what I can get from you. That's what we got to get in the space of, you know, and, and, and it's so funny because I've never heard of so many empaths. I'm going to be real with you guys. It, it, the rarity that an empath actually may exist 
just like I think narcissism, which is why I don't talk about narcissism a lot, because I see people use that word a lot. It's, it's become very common where people are like, yeah, that's a narcissist or they're a narcissist. And tried and true, there are some people who experience it, and I've experienced it a couple of times. But even then, I, I'm still slow on my heels to define somebody as a narcissist. With all the education that I have and the knowledge that I have, I am still careful about using that word. Because some people are just simply selfish, right? Some people are very self-absorbed. Okay? Doesn't mean that they're a narcissist. They can have narcissistic tendencies, the same as an empath. Sometimes you're not an empath, you just lack boundaries. And you're a people pleaser and you exist in codependent relationships. Now, an empath can be codependent, yes. An empath can lack boundaries. An empath can be a people pleaser. But it doesn't mean a people pleaser is an empath, right? Those two things are not mutually exclusive and they don't go hand in hand, which is why I refrain. And the funny thing about it, empaths and narcissists typically operate on the same spectrum. That's a whole separate conversation, but I want us to be aware of that sometimes. Because some people are like, yeah, well, I just can't help myself but to help other people. Uh, you can. You can. You have to have limits to who you're helping. Because sometimes we think we're helping somebody else, but in reality, it's just helping our ego, right? Or us helping somebody becomes this thing of where we are now the source for them. And they never change because they always know somebody's going to be there to help them. And then that drains us of our source. I'm not going to lie. I've become very careful about the relationships I cultivate now. Why? Because I've done the dance already. I've done the dance and I continue to do it. But nowadays I realize I check the patterns, right? I'm always checking the weather of my relationships. When do people come around, right? What do they come around for? How do they exist in my space? How do I feel after we have an engagement? Like all of that's important to pay attention to because again, it prevents you from being taken advantage of. It is not noble to be taken advantage of. For what? Being taken advantage of means that somebody's getting something from you without taking care of you in return. And while, you know, love without expectations, that's kind of bullshit. That's a way to gaslight and manipulate you and you downplaying your feelings. Love without demands, I would say. Because I'll have love for people, right? But my expectations is to not be taken advantage of. Like, I don't go into this situation expecting you to fuck me over. And I stand on that. And no one else can decide that for me. The reason why is because they're not living my life. You know, they're not working through what I need to work through. So they don't necessarily get a say. You can't check me if you're not checking up on me. Period. If the only time you feel that you can exist in my life or tell me what to do is only to tell me what to do, then you have no say. You have no merit. Nothing that you say means anything to me. Don't let other people tell you what you deserve, especially if it compromises your sense of self, your sense of self-worth. Some people prey on vulnerability and it's that simple. It's that simple. And you are left with holes, wounds that you may not even be tending to because you're so eager to make sure that everybody else is okay around you. No. It's important. Your goal in life, remember, is not to be liked because I don't want to necessarily align with a lot of people. We have different moral compasses. You liking me means that there's some shit that I'm doing that aligns with how you move. And that's not cool. Don't seek to be liked by everyone because that attracts attention that you may not always want. That attracts relationships that you may not be looking for. All because you want people to like you and think that you're cool or think that you're this. No. People know who you are, you know? And one of the things I realized too is like, at this point, I know I'm good at what I do, even as a personal trainer. 
I've had relationships in the past where the person wanted my work for free. Mind you, I'm certified three times. That was a lot of studying, a lot of work, a lot of tenacity, a lot, a lot of education I had to work and pay for. And for somebody to come along and feel that, hey, I should get this for free because we're friends. Are you kidding me? Because you think like that means that we're not friends. Off the rip, we are not friends. <laughs> we are not friends. You are now a consumer that's walking through the mall and sampling. That's where you are. That's where you are. And the whole, you know, being righteous and doing things, it's like doing things from your heart and not for, for service. You go into a grocery store, right? You're not just going to take the produce and leave. You know you have to pay for that. You go into a clothing store. It's a resource. You need clothes. You're not just going to take it and thank the person for, for creating these clothes for you without compensating them. No, you know that I'm supposed to pay for this. If I can't afford it, I'm not taking it. I'll find something else. Remember, there are checks and balances that exist in the world in general. And that's how this world is ran. You are not an exception to that rule. And don't let somebody else tell you otherwise just because they benefit from you not being aware of your value. Let's kill that noise right now. And who gives a shit if somebody sees you as a bad person because you value yourself and you were looking to protect yourself? Like I said, some of us had to work really hard to be who we are and sustain that. Because it is definitely an anomaly to some degree to walk through this world and still be kind, genuinely kind, intentionally kind. You take a lot of shit. <laughs> you take a lot of shit. And it's okay to stop. It's okay to decide what your limits are. You should have limits. I'm not built like God, so therefore my resiliency is not like God or whatever faith you believe in. You are having a human experience with another human. So you should not be held to a God standard when it comes to how much you should be able to take. Because you got to ask yourself sometimes, would this person be okay with me treating them the same way? The answer is no. I can promise you. The answer is no. I will never tell a person that they should succumb to mistreatment and poor behavior just for the sake of salvaging a relationship. You will never get that from me. I promise you, you will never get that from me. And this is coming from a person who's who's done that dance. You will never get that from me. And I really try to take care of people. You will never hear me say, yes, tolerate and endure that relationship that's unhealthy for you because you need to practice forgiveness and honor them. Hell no. Take care of yourself. Because a lot of these people that are telling you how you should do things and handle things don't give two shits about you. It's you and you. Every day I wake up, I remind myself, when I look around, when I have things going on, there are probably a few people I could count on one hand who I know have me. Beyond that, not many. And that's okay. Because that reminds me, okay, Isaiah, you have to take care of yourself. You have to continue to take care of yourself. And as you get older and as you level up and as, as you transition, there are going to be a lot more things you are need to be mindful of in order for you to be okay. And I want you guys to really digest that today. Taking, being taken advantage of means you see yourself as worthless, worth less. You see yourself as worth less than this other person. You value their feelings more than you value yours. Screw that. If you catch a vibe that somebody only rocks with you when it comes to what they can get from you, not what they're willing to give, pay attention to that. Indebt it. I'm very cognizant of, of my relationships now. And I'm very, very, very intentional about my peace. Because I know that how I am in terms of my peace is how I'm going to take care of somebody else's peace. This episode went a long, lot longer than I thought. These episodes are getting longer, guys. 
I'm so sorry, but yeah, if if it, I know that boundaries and 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 just self care and self honoring and saying no sometimes feels weird if you're not used to saying no. Be willing to say no, and even if you don't verbally say no, you can energetically say no. Nobody is obligated to to have access to your energy and your peace. Are you kidding me? Who the hell are these people? Sometimes they're just a a, a profile picture, a blurry one at that. You mean to tell me you have to give your all to these people? You have no idea what their intentions are or just how they move energetically or how they're wired energetically. And you think you owe something to them? Are you kidding me? For what? For what? Let people think what they want to think about you because if they don't think highly of you, then what they think of you does not matter. If somebody doesn't think enough about you to treat you well, what they think of you does not matter. And it's never going to matter. Your reputation speaks for itself. And your reputation with how you treat yourself speaks for itself. And like I said, you know, sometimes people are fully aware of our worth, fully aware of what we do and what we are good at. That's why they keep coming back. They just don't want to compensate you for it. They know the work that you've done. They just don't feel the need to compensate you for it. So they will overstep or bypass that accountability where I have to respect and honor this person in some way, shape, or form. Like I said, energy is currency. And if you're taking from my energy, but you're not giving me the good energy back, then no, we can't, we can't dance. That's stealing. (laughs) That's taking advantage. Okay. Remove that savior complex. The only person you should be really honoring in terms of like making sure they're okay is yourself. The reason why is if I'm not taking care of myself, I'm going to fall short in my other relationships. That's just it. Or I'm going to have relationships that also don't take care of me. What you accept, you reflect. All right. Boundaries are the receipt of currency. Grocery stores, it's a boundary there. You have to pay me. You have to pay me for my services. You have to pay me for what I offer you. That's essentially a boundary. Now you have a receipt of what you purchased. If there's an issue, you could come back. But overall, you pay for the services that I offer. Otherwise, it's stealing. Because you know what you were coming for. All right. Ask yourself what your intentions are when you are existing in these relationships. What's your real goal? Are you looking to be liked or valued or seen? Are you looking to fix a relationship that you couldn't fix in the past? Is there a level of codependency there where it's like you feel the need to take care of people so you feel needed and like you matter? Unpack these things. Unpack these things and stop making your little kid dance for this rude-ass audience. Your kid doesn't deserve to keep dancing night and day for people who don't know how they feel about them or want the entertainment without compensating that little kid. All right. And again, if you're not checking up on me, you can't check me. Period. (laughs) I hope you guys have an amazing week. I can't believe this episode went on as long as it did. But uh, this was just a continuation of that relationship episode um, last week. Um, Be mindful of yourself. Protect your peace and understand that not everybody who loves your peace and loves your light is willing to keep that light on or take care of your peace and cultivate it. And that's okay to take a step back and reevaluate some things. More than okay. Walk it like you talk it, all right? And also, thank you guys who've been leaving reviews. Because of you guys, this podcast has been growing in a mental health, uh, uh, the mental health, um, what's the word? Mental health category in the U.S. Um, It's been growing. (laughs) <laughs> the numbers have been going up. So thank you guys uh, for doing that. And if you haven't and you like this podcast, um, hit the review. It doesn't take long. 
and it's appreciated. It's permanent. Um, leave a rating on iTunes. If you listen to iTunes, Spotify, same thing, Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts, leaving a review helps and it goes a long way and it takes a minute of your time. And if you write something, that's so much appreciated because I just don't see it, but other people see it too. And that means a lot. And again, it helps build this podcast. It honors my work. Um, if you want to become a patron, you can donate whatever you want to donate. But yeah, you can become a patron supporter. There's some perks in there that you guys get. I'm still thinking about if I'm going to come back to YouTube. I will eventually. It's just, um, again, that's more time. That's more work. <laughs> so uh, you guys that have been following me on YouTube, I'll be back eventually. I'm just trying to revamp some things. And um, anything else? Yes. Thank you guys for reading the book. I've been getting your feedback and it's been amazing. I'm glad it's been helping you guys out more than anything. I really can't tell you guys how much that means to know that a piece of my work is in your home and it's taking care of you in some way, shape or form. Um, and if you haven't gotten the book, uh, the link is in bio, um, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, or if you order it through my website, you get a personally signed copy with a nice little message for you specifically. Uh, they're all handwritten. So yeah, no messages, no two messages are the same. Uh, two people right now called each other and was like, Hey, what did Isaiah write in your book? It would be very different. Um, and I like it that way. <laughs> it's, 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 uh. It's intentional for you guys. So thank you guys. I appreciate you so much. Um, thank you guys for honoring me as I honor you. And uh, yeah, we just keep growing together. Yeah. So take care of yourselves this week. Happy Martin Luther King Day. You know, move like a king through this world. All right. Treat yourself like royalty. Okay. And understand it's all about character before anything else. And life isn't black and white. Our experiences color who we are. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Take flight.